Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love for NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan. Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing. Hey, everyone. We are back after having taken a week off. We spent uh, some time last week on an island, enjoying quality family time and enjoying the beach. And since we've been gone, there have been two races and a lot of exciting news in NASCAR. So because of all of that, today we are going to have a different show. We're not going to have our usual six degrees of NASCAR and racing through life. Yeah, we got so much news to talk about. And so we want to do a lot of time for that and and not go crazy over. Sometimes we we can uh, we can spend a long time talking about NASCAR. So who's going to take us through the Federated Auto Parts 400, which was about two weeks ago. It was a Saturday night race at Richmond. This is the second race of the round of 16. And who you usually expected to be up there was up there. Denny Hamlin won stage one, though he didn't finish so good as he got 12. So what ended up happening with Denny Hamlin? I mean, he was he led the first stage and then he finishes outside the top 10, which is quite unusual for him. Do we know if he had mechanical problems or was it a pit strategy issue? Honestly, I can't remember. I know he ended up having he actually fell back further than 12th, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't remember if it was a pits thing or something was going on with his car. But then obviously he drove his way back up to 12th, which is where he finished. But there was kind of like, I think, a flopping of cars because then Brad Keselowski pretty much took over the rest of the race, um, winning stage two and three. You know, what's interesting. I am a, I, you know, we all as NASCAR fans know that the wrecks and the crashes and everything kind of bring the field back. You get the restarts and all of that. But at the same time, I don't necessarily go into a race wanting to see a bunch of wrecks, but this is a, a, a case in point of when there's not a lot of wrecks it can kind of seem like it might not be that exciting of a race. There were only three cautions in this race, and they were all the competition cautions or the stage ends. So Yeah, there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. There weren't a lot of like top stories or things which is that crazy happened throughout you, the race. Richmond is a is considered a small track. It's a night race. It was the first of uh or it was race number two, sorry, of of the playoffs. So you thought that there would have been a lot more action, but there really wasn't. So who ended up winning the race? Brad Kozlowski. Hashtag Brad Kozlowski stinks. And Johan. Why does he stink? What happened that you are not happy with Brad? Let me guess. It had something to do with Jimmy Johnson. The Quaker States um, 400 Kentucky. Jimmy Johnson was going to win that race until everything went wrong because of Brad Kozlowski, a.k.a. Hashtag Brad Kozlowski stinks. What year did this happen? 2020. This year. Man, you hold grudges. I wonder how long that's going to last. Like, Johan, will you give up these hashtags like next season? Or are you still going to be like hashtag Brad Kozlowski or hashtag Kevin Harvick stinks? You know what? By, I Never. Was, oh, I just realized Jimmy's retiring next year. But I was going to say, if Jimmy was still racing, he would already have hashtags on every driver. Probably. Probably. So why don't you take us through our top five? Our top five finishers were Chase Elliott in fifth place, Austin Dillon in fourth. Third was my man, Joey Logano. I was really excited for him to get a top three. 
Uh, second place is Martin Truex Jr. And first place, of course, was Brad Kozlowski. So why don't we go through our Let's Go Racing family race picks. Sebastian, where did your guy finish and who did you pick? I picked my man, Kyle Busch. He got six and it got me some points, so I'm happy. Not much to say. I was happy myself for Joey Logano finishing in the top five because uh, he had, of all of us, he had the highest finishing in third, uh, which got me uh, some some points. And again, as a reminder, because of Geo's prodding, we have now doubled the amount of points we get. So I got double the top five points. So, uh, Johan, who did you pick and where did he finish? I picked Kevin Harvick. He finished seventh. I chose Kevin Harvick because he's the guy who's dominating. He's the original hashtag. He's memorable. He's the original guy who took out Jimmy. And well, I, he's having a great year. Yes. He is having a great year. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. And then, Mom, who did you pick and where did he finish? I picked Denny Hamlin because, again, another hot driver. Oh, hot no, driver. No, yeah, actually, let me rephrase that. Cute, another you want to say? Or driver yeah. who You're is your on fire. Another oh, driver okay. who is on okay, fire. Okay. And, I guess she has a crush. And in stage one, of course, I was like, yes, I'm going to get points today. Sure enough, leave it to him to disappoint me, and I got zero points. He finished outside the top 10. It looked like he was going to try to, I mean, you're right. He, I do remember him falling back further than where he ended up, and he kind of drove his way back up, and it looked like he could almost get there, but I mean, finishing 12, but doesn't do anything for you because he finished outside the top 10. And then Gio, your season to forget here. You Who know did what? you pick, and where did he finish? I picked William Byron, and I've learned something. Never pick Hendricks. I picked Chase Elliott. He does not finish top 10. I pick William Byron, not top 10. He got 21st. What are these finishing positions? I picked I pick Chase Elliott, and he's automatic. He's like out of the first, what? I don't know how many laps. These guys cannot consistently stay in the top 10. Seriously, Hendricks, you need to get your act together. I, Take I, that back or I make Logano a hashtag. <laughs> well, you might already be. I think you just had some bad luck with these drivers, but we'll see. We'll see if you did a little better uh, for the following race. So, yeah, so that was our our race uh, at Richmond with Brad Kozlowski winning. And again, a reminder for those that are new to NASCAR, if you win a race in a round, you are automatically pushed to the next round. So this meant that Brad Kozlowski had, had now advanced himself to the next round. So then race number three of the round of 16. So this is the last race of this, uh, of this round because then the drivers that finish in the top 12 – after this race, advance, and then the four other drivers are eliminated. Why don't you take us through the Bass Pro Shops night race at Bristol Motor Speedway this past Saturday night? Well, Brad Kozlowski started on the pole. And he was doing good. Yeah, he was he doing was. good for a while. But then in lap 297, he lost power steering. And that was pretty much it for him. He was out. So there goes, uh, I mean, just to jump ahead, there goes my pick. Thank you, Brad, for nothing. 34th place. That's rough. So Chase Elliott actually won stage one. Now he starts to do good. Now Hendrick is actually going to pick up their act. Like, come on. What is my luck? They heard you talking smack and they said, we got to show him what's what. So anyway, later in the race, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch were fighting that consistently for the lead. Kyle Busch ended up winning stage two. And in stage three, the final stage, this got crazy i want to talk about this yeah there were some stuff oh that went Lord. on in this race all right so we well just to set this up just to show how dominant these two drivers were 
It's a 500 lap race. And between the two of them, they led 385 laps. Okay. So Seabass is Kyle Busch. So let's let you can take this one. Tell us what was going on and how intense of a race it was. Again, the other thing to set the stage, Kyle Busch is probably having one of his worst seasons ever after winning the championship last year. So finally, this could be the race. Yes, it could be. Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch are passing each other, trying to catch one another while going through lapped cars, just trying to win. And due to some lapped cars, Kyle Busch finally gets the lead. And I'm like, yes, yes, Kyle's finally going to win. And he keeps going, passing, zooming. It seems like Harvick's getting closer, but I had a feeling Kyle could potentially win. Then he arrived. The Penzoil 22 of Joey Logano. And he's my new hashtag. Hashtag Joey Logano stinks. So with 30 laps to go, Kyle Busch is in the lead and comes up and gets stuck behind a lapped car. The lapped car of Joey Logano. And you know, we all like Joey Logano and we support Joey Logano. Sure. However, I think that the blocking took a many lasted many laps. It was the only way that Kyle Busch was able to get around Kevin Harvick was because of lap traffic. And then, you know, a few laps later, Joey Logano pays the uh, pays it back and and is now the guy that kind of holds him up. So you can argue. But the thing was, it wasn't that he, it, it wasn't that he was a lap, just a lap car. It was the fact that he didn't get out of the way. The preferred line was the outside line. That was the line that was working for Kyle Busch. And as a lapped car, doesn't matter who you are. If you're a lapped car, you move out of the way. We saw Denny Hamlin do it. When Kevin Harvick came up to him, Denny Hamlin moved down. And I and as soon as Kyle Busch got to the bumper of Joy Logano, I thought he was going to move. I was like, surely he's going to move down and let Kyle pass. And he didn't. He just kept staying in front of him and staying in front of him and staying in front of him. And again, we like Joey Logano, but I was I was like, come on, get out of the way. I mean, granted, I wanted my six points. So, you know, I was uh, I had a reason for it. But honestly, in race, when it come down, came down to racing, Joey needed to move out of the way. All right. I'm going to hold Joey's ground. I think. Joey did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Okay? I admit, he could have moved down. However, him and Kyle Busch, I I rewatched the clip. I rewatched the clip. Him and Kyle Busch were actually passing lapped cars in front of Kevin Harvick. And so they were going faster. And also, Kyle had the choice. He can move down and go around Joey and block Harvick. But did he choose to make that choice? No, he stuck behind Joey. So I think you all need to stop complaining about Joey blocking Kyle Busch. Joey did nothing wrong. I okay? ain't stop complaining. Okay? He's okay. a hashtag. Done. Deal with it. It's over. He's a hashtag. Either way, Kyle Busch still had a shot at winning the race. Did you not see him get to his bumper? He went, went right to the bumper. I cannot believe this. All right. For those of you that are listening, Joey, uh, Joey, <laughs> Giovanni is wearing his uh, favorite Joey Logano sweater. So again, just to remind you where his loyalties are. If the roles were reversed, Gio, and Joey was fighting for that win, 
and he had just strong enough a car to keep up with the stronger car and was in the lead, but Kyle Busch didn't move out of the way, how would you react? If it's going through the same situation, first of all, Joey would have moved out of the way because he's wise enough to. Kyle Busch is no. going to hold his line. No. Clearly, he's hey, got a problem. No. Go around Kyle the Bush man. Was it's being not nice, that hard. Bro. You want to know what Kyle Busch should have done if he wasn't as nice? What? He would have turned that car around. He would have That would have lowered the chance the of him winning. Of that would have lowered the chance of him winning. Wreck his butt and maybe take out the four. That's a that stupid choice. That is a stupid out, choice. That is a that stupid choice. That was way choice. better than what you're suggesting. Kyle Busch was being nice all he's and trying move. to see. All he's got to do is move. The 22 could have moved down. Left Why didn't the, the 22 trip? move down? Jeez, man. Jeez, the 22 should have moved down. Kyle Busch should have moved down. Look, guys, I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised. That Kyle didn't take, uh, like, didn't put his bumper to exactly. Joey to move him out of oh, the way. No, but mind. part of it might have been the line that he was running. I think if Joey, if the preferred line was the inside line, I definitely think Kyle would have moved him out of the way. Well, I Kyle think Kyle had a didn't move Joey out Joey. because yeah, he would have taken he himself, himself and out. Probably exactly. Yeah, he would have turned happen? Joey and then wrecked into him. So. so that was not an option. And I don't think that he could, and, and I don't think that he was willing to go in the inside to try to pass Joey. Because Kevin Harvick could have pulled some other move and ended up passing him. Um, what would have happened if Kyle Busch bumped Logano up the track? Um, Logano would have went into the wall. Harvick might have been there. And then Kyle may have touched Logano. That got him loose. And he would have spun into Harvick and wrecked himself, wrecking Car- him and Harvick out. And they would have probably wrecked. Yeah, so wrecking Joey is not an option. It was it an option. Here's an um history lesson, boys. I think it was at Bristol years ago. The number three car of Dale Earnhardt was on the bot the back of Terry Labonte, and he needed to win. And you know what Dale Earnhardt did? He got into the back of Terry Labonte, spun him out, and won the race. I'm sorry, which track is this? Bristol. The same track. Duh. I think the problem was they were too close. And also, <laughs> do not compare Kyle Busch to Dale Earnhardt Sr. There is no way those two are close in skill at all. Oh, yeah, really? Especially with the greatest driver um, on earth, Jimmy Johnson. No, stay out of this. Stay, when, you, when, this is a discussion for between later. you and Dad. No. You quiet. Did Dale Earnhardt ever save himself at Daytona? Because I remember seeing Kyle Busch do it twice in the same race. Hey, at least Joey can get through a few 500s. Last time I checked a few years ago, Kyle Busch couldn't even finish a Daytona 500. Yeah, well, neither could Joey Logano if yes, you he were could. paying attention. All right, and the only reason is because he was Did stuck Kyle in the Bush back. Did Kyle Busch finish 2016? No, he didn't. The final oh, no, didn't. verdict is... Does he have a 500? No, he doesn't. We believe that, Ky- uh, that Joey Logano should have moved out of the way. Well, I, I don't know if that's a universal belief for the family. It is not. I mean, I've heard both sides. I'm, I'm, I won't lie. Well, I'm the not night- saying in the Kyle universal Bush belief of the family. I'm saying when it comes to racing, around him. There was what room. Joey Logano should have done was move out of the way. He wasn't, he wasn't racing for a win. He wasn't racing to stay on the lead lap. He was. He Here, needed to a, move out of the way. I, Which, you know what? I can't disagree with what you're saying. I think at the end of the day, I don't think Joey necessarily did anything wrong. However, I do believe that he's going to, he should race people the way he wants to be raced. And if Joey is going to do that and not have the courtesy and the etiquette to move out of the way, like Denny Hamlin and other drivers did when the leaders were coming, 
then he shouldn't expect the same when he is coming around and the roles are reversed. So if he's going to race another driver that way, he better expect to be raced that same way. I do believe like Joey races everybody hard. You know, Kyle Busch made the comment. This is the reason why he doesn't have friends. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, when they're on the track, there are no friends. They're supposed to all try to race. Kyle, to win. Does Kyle and Busch Joey have friends? Doing, he's always getting booed. And well, <laughs> that's a good point. So is your guy, but genius. At, at the end of the day, cheers. Joey just needs to accept that. You know what? He raced a guy a certain way. Had it been me, I would have moved out of the way. That's just me. That doesn't mean that's the Don't right forget, thing to do. They're in the playoffs right now. You're right. He he could get points because Kyle was right behind him in and, points. And you know at what? This point of the Maybe race. he's strategic. Maybe he did what he did because he knows how dangerous Kyle is. Because all Kyle, if he Kyle would have won that race, he would have automatically been in the next round, which he still made it anyway. But it would have given him that win that he hadn't had all year. And you know very well, if there's a driver that could literally flip the switch and win the championship That's Kyle after having a sucky year, it's Kyle Joey Logano <laughs> and Kyle Busch. <laughs> Just to let all of you know, Dad, Gio, Sebastian, and Mom, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, and Dale Earnhardt are ain't the greatest drivers in the world. Is Jimmy Johnson? Oh my goodness! Will you stop with the Jimmy we Johnson are, love fest? We already no, did that the last we couple are, weeks. We are no. doing this. On, we'll do it again we later. Are but doing come it on, on our and podcast, Kyle Busch. Okay, guys. All, all I'm going to say is, in his last full season, Dale Earnhardt Sr. finished second in points. I'm just going to say. So, where did know. Jimmy Johnson finish? He's not I, doing too well. All right, but we'll he talk missed about the playoffs that because of three hashtags. All right, all right. Hashtag all right. Matt Kenseth stinks. Hashtag Denny Hamlin stinks. And hashtag Matty Do stinks. All right. Well, with 30 laps to go in the race, Kevin Harvick got the lead back again and stayed in the lead. And so he got win number nine. Win number nine. That's significant. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, that was a big win. Apparently winning doesn't get old because once again, he was super hyped about yeah. this win. <laughs> I think I think honestly, and he was one of the guys that said it. He when he won one of the first races, because I think he won the first post COVID race, and he said he wasn't really going to do a burnout until there were fans. And like he really believes it. Like he needs to have the fans there and he loves it and he feeds off of that. And I think there were a lot of fans at Bristol. He definitely does because he when he it. won that race post COVID uh, or coming back from it, um, he said, Man, I miss the yeah, I miss the crowd, I miss the cheers. Yeah, so he really believes it. So, Johan, why don't you take us through the top five finishers for the Bass Pro Shops night race, uh, the 500 at Bristol? Well, uh, the top five finishers are Kevin Harvick winning, Kyle Busch should have won, Eric Jones third, Tyler Reddick, and Eric Armarillo. So, yeah, those were your top five. And Tyler Reddick, again, with a very strong win. All right, so let's go through our Let's Go Racing family race picks for the Bristol night race. We'll start with mom because she had the best night of us all. I did. I, I picked Kyle Busch um, and I should have had six points, but he came in second and I got four points. Which so, isn't bad. That's pretty not bad. It's not bad. He did it. He did. He, he did have a good night. And I again, I think he should have won. Just, you know, it was I will say it was actually pretty exciting as the rate as the laps wound down. Those last 32 laps went by really quick because you were watching it thinking, OK, Kyle's got to run. He's got one more run. Here's the lap traffic. And it just it you just it went by a lot quicker. So but I thought it was a fun and uh, fun way to end the race. Sebastian, you had the second best of the night. Who did you pick and where did you finish? Stage one winner Chase Elliott 
finished seventh and got me two points. At least I did better than the rest of you. Oh, so you want to rub it in our face. Well, Gio, actually, who did you pick and where did he finish? Joey Logano. He finished 11th. He was one spot. I see you over there. Stop it. Which Stop is it. crazy Stop to think because we just talked about Joey Logano being lap traffic. That's the other thing. Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch were setting such a blazing fast pace that the guy we were just having an argument over because he was lap traffic late in the race finished in 11th. Just yeah, there was only the there 10. was only like five or six cars on the lead lap. That is crazy. Johan, you had the next best of all of us. And you had a wild pick when you said this name. I think we were all shocked. We kind of threw a little shade at you. But you almost had the last laugh because your guy was actually leading at one point. So who did you pick and where did he finish? I chose Matty D because he finished second in the Bash Pro Shops night race at Bristol. And to Denny Hamlin. And he didn't go that didn't didn't have that good equipment. But I feel like if he finished second to Denny Hamlin, not good equipment, and now he's gonna have better equipment, he's probably gonna win the Bad First Stops Night Race. And honestly, he was doing good. He actually the reason he fell back was because he had contact with Blaney early on and he uh went down three laps. So he was just throughout the race was fighting to get laps back. And even still he finished in nineteenth. 19th place. So a top 20 for Matty D, uh, which is is actually pretty good to think about. A top 20 is a disappointment for him. Uh, and I'm sure a, a year ago that would have been like a highlight for him for the season. So that's actually uh, good news for him and his driving. He actually led one time for seven laps. So again, he he led laps. And I was I think I was as surprised as anyone when uh, Johan's pick was up there. I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid, he knew something was going on. So I didn't have that great of a night because I picked last week's winner, Brad Kozolowski. I thought for sure he's going to finish strong. And, and he does really well at Bristol. Penske always has a strong program there. And honestly, you could flip a coin between the I any of the Penske drivers to do really well. But it just it wasn't their night. And Brad ended up finishing 34th, I think, because uh, he had some mechanical issues. So there you go. Sebastian, where are we going next week? Next week, we begin round 12 of the playoffs at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the South Point 400, Sunday, September 27th. It's the Let's Go Racing Family Race Picks of the Week. As Sebastian said, we are going to Vegas, baby. So Sebastian's in the lead with 26 points, so he gets to go first. Well, I may have been upset that he won. He has been on a hot streak. And so I'm going to pick Kevin Harvick. I can't go wrong with Kevin Harvick. All right, so I guess I'm next because I'm second in points. Well... I always like to look at later in the year uh, when I'm making my picks and thinking who's going to win, who might have won that race earlier. And if I am remembering correctly, I think that driver was Joey Logano. So that's who I'm picking to win in Vegas and get a jump start on the next round. I think he's going to win this weekend. You stole my picks. That's why it's good to be in front. So, okay. Karen, so who are you I picking? I am next. 
Um, I am going to go with, oh man, you know what? Oh no, I can't pick him. Okay, never mind. I guess I'll go with Martin Truex Jr. Wow, Martin Truex Jr. And it's funny, he just seems to be hot and cold. One week, he's either winning or dominating top five, and then you don't really hear about it. I have a feeling he's not going to get a top 10 this week. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Martin Truex Jr. for mom. Johan, you had a strong start to our race picks. You're kind of falling off the pace, so now you're in fourth. Who are you picking to win in Las Vegas? I'm choosing Kyle Busch after this is his home track, and he's going to whoop Logano's butt. We'll see about that, son. All right, Gio. You got the last pick this week, but you could turn it around if you pick the winner. Who are you picking to win in Las Vegas this week? No one picked Denny Hamlin, right? Nope. Nope. All right, put me down for Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin might be a really strong pick because he's got a lot of momentum coming off of silly season, which we're going to talk about going into this next race. As Karen talked about early on, we're not going to do our six degrees or racing through life because there is so much news that happened in the last two weeks. So we're going to start off with the oldest story, which is still a pretty cool story. And it's 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 crazy that they announced this about two weeks ago, but it's the change to the Auto Club Speedway in California. So what's happening, Johan, with that track? This is like one of my favorite tracks because this is when Jimmy Johnson's, Jim Johnson got his first career win. But guess what they're turning into? A Bristol track. So, like, imagine Bristol, but it's not in Tennessee. But Photoshop it in the area of Auto Club Speedway. And that's going to be it. Yeah, so after the 2021 season, they're going to tear down the current track that's there. So there's one more race at Auto Club. Right, next year. And they're going to tear it down, and they're going to rebuild what we're calling right now the West Coast Bristol. And... um from what I heard, it is going to be as if Martinsville and Bristol had a baby. Which is kind of strange. They're both half-mile tracks. And the, the thing about Bristol is it's the high banks in the turns. And Martinsville is known for the long straightaways, the skinny straightaways. So that's going to be kind of crazy. I don't know how you do that and not be just Bristol. You know, how are you going to have such high banking in the turns and then go to a flat track? So it'll be pretty be interesting. interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually excited to see that because it'll be different, although I do like Fontana. So that was the first big story from two weeks ago. And then we kind of get into the NASCAR free agency and it's known um, as silly season. And again, another shout out to jski.com. They really became what they are all around, you know, talking about all the rumors of where drivers are going to end up and what deals they had set up. And we also use jski.com on a regular basis to get our stats from the races So as they call it, the silly season, there are some notable drivers that are moving around. So Karen, why don't you give us some of the highlights of some of these moves? So we heard a few weeks ago that Eric Jones, and we heard rumors too, that Eric Jones wasn't going to be coming back to um, Joe Gibbs. And um, he still has no right though. That's surprising. Because they kept saying Eric Jones is kind of like what Joey Logano was. Exactly. A few years ago, and Joey had a change of scenery and obviously has done really well and has won a championship. So that one actually does surprise me because I thought he was easily going to be 
put in one of these prime cars, but not. Uh, so you talk about Ross Chastain. Right. So with these moves that are going on, we know that um, like we heard rumors that Bubba wasn't returning. So there's a spot there maybe in Richard uh, Petty racing. And then we just heard this week that Ross Chastain is going to be taking over the 42 full time next year. So he's going to Chip Ganassi. That was actually a car that maybe that I would have thought Eric Jones would have gone to because, you know, I, Eric Jones is a much stronger driver than Ross Chastain. We yeah, also I mean, he's actually won at the cup level. We also thought that that was a car Bubba could have gone to. Yeah, we talked about that, too. So that's very interesting that they put Ross Chastain in there. Also, because there were rumors that he was going to take over when Kyle Larson lost his ride. And so that was kind of a surprise that Matt Kenseth went into that car as opposed to Ross Chastain. But then now it's switching around. So another driver that um, we kind of been talking about amongst ourselves here, he's not in the news or anything like that or that he's losing a ride. But because of these open rides that are coming up for the next season, we've uh, thought about like Daniel Suarez. We feel he needs to go into a car that has better equipment. So, you know, any of those rides that might be opening up uh, that need drivers, you know, I'd love to see him in something stronger. And you're very quick to remind me all the time because I'm very quick to forget. He is a champion at the NASCAR level. He's won the Xfinity uh, championship. Mm-hmm. What exactly. year was that? That 2016. was 2016. Wow. We were actually driving down to Miami when he won that night, and we were listening to the race when he won. That's right. I do remember that. So it is kind of surprising that he hasn't have a stronger car, especially with NASCAR's drive for diversity. But exactly. I, I, so maybe he can go into Richard Petty, Petty Motorsports. Motorsports. Yeah. And then um, speaking of Kyle Larson, there have been some rumors or actually some talks about. Um, him possibly getting a second chance and coming back. I know we heard something about uh, Tony Stewart mentioning him and Tony Stewart's really big on, you know, giving him a second chance. And so we kind of have a feeling he may be coming back uh, to uh, Haas. Yeah. I I, I actually, this is my, this is my theory. I think there's going to be obviously a PR hit for Stewart Haas, whoever takes Kyle Larson on. Right. We all talked about it early in the season. He said some things he obviously regrets and it was absolutely wrong. And he lost his ride because of it. And then and then you factor in all of the civil unrest and all of the 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 things about the the, the what is going on with race in this country. And it's become an even bigger story and more prominent in everybody's lives. And so it will be a huge PR hit for whoever decides to bring him on even though it's the idea of second chances and he is and he's learned and i actually do believe that i mean you know you can call me whatever but i i do believe Kyle learned a very valuable lesson about being careful with the words that you say and even if you don't think it's wrong or it's not hurting you it could hurt a lot of people and i and i and i like to believe that he's learned from that and so i do believe that people deserve second chances i do think he is clearly talented He's gone into um, what is the racing that he's in right now? World, World of Outlaws. Outlaws, and he is just dominating. Like I, it felt like every other week he was winning and winning multiple races in a row. So clearly he's a talent. Somebody's going to give him a shot. I think it's going to be Stuart Haas, and I just think he's waiting for the right time. And whether it, that's this year, and if it's going to happen. All of these drivers know there's probably big news. And there was a huge story that happened just overnight last night. 
that I think if it it was kind of known in the NASCAR circles, I think that is the big, the first big domino to fall. And then I think a lot of other drivers are going to fall into place. And I think Kyle Larson could be one of those drivers. And we'll talk about that huge story right after Johan. Well, I watched this. I watched a YouTube video of um, Erica Stepp. And he said that apparently Tony Stewart is known of giving drivers second chance. Apparently he gave Kurt Busch a second chance because Kurt Busch got suspended one year. That's right. I forgot about that. So you're right. Erica Stepp is right. So shout out to Erica Stepp. What's his uh, podcast called? Out of the Groove? It's Out of the Groove. Out of the Groove. Yes. So I was thinking if Kyle Larson were to come back and and join Stuart Haas, who whose ride would he take? I put my money on either Clint Boyer or Cole Custer. I honestly think it should be in Cole Custer's ride because he hasn't done much. Sure, he's won a race this season. He's won a race. He's going to be the rookie of the year, guys, whether you like it or not. He's it was the only because he won the race you know and got what? into the chase. He Tyler won. Reddick was a was a be- much, much you know, better Tyler driver Tyler Reddick than is him. having a much better year, but the way the point system is, works out, Cole Custer is your rookie of the year. There is Cole no Custer got way lucky. Got that lucky. Stuart Haas is going to let him go and put somebody else in that he ride. Got lucky. So you can see where our family Can I tell you about lie. my predictions for Stuart Haas and Kyle Larson to be coming sure. back? I feel like um, Clint Boyer hasn't won since 2018. He won two races, um, Michigan and Martinsville. But those were a while back, and those are the good old days for Clint Boyer. But now he's gone winless. Cole Custard has a win this season. So I feel like if they're going to put Larson in the Haas car, they're going to be like, hey, since I'm cool, Coster has a win. Give this man a ride for 2021. And let's um, have Kyle Larson go to the 14. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I actually do think that's what's going to happen. It's just a matter of timing and when they drop that that PR hit. So, All right, so okay, the big news. And then the big news. We were actually just talking about where is Bubba Wallace going to go? And sure enough, last night we got the breaking news that Tony is so excited about my man, Michael Jordan. His airness is coming to NASCAR. And for those of you who have been listening to our show, we actually did a Six Degrees that featured Michael Jordan. And I connected him actually through his former teammate, Brad Doherty, when they played together in North Carolina uh, as his direct connection. But now, following in those same footsteps of becoming an owner, at the Cup Series, Michael Jordan is going to team up with a driver that he's actually been sponsoring for quite a few years through his Aaron is uh, Jumpman brand, the Air Jordan brand, Danny Hamlin. See, that to me was the like most interesting part of the Six Degrees: the fact that he is really good friends with Danny yeah. Hamlin. Like, I had no idea that he was even into NASCAR, let alone like super buddies with Denny Hamlin. And I haven't been the biggest Denny Hamlin fan, but you know how I feel about Michael Jordan. So if Denny is good enough for Michael Jordan, Denny is good enough for me. So I think I'm going to be sporting some number 11 FedEx. Well, you don't have to sport the number gonna, 11. I'm you can get support the team. Oh, and that's, You can support yes, Bubba, the driver, I, and the team. But look, I, I got to give a lot of respect to Denny Hamlin to do this. And I, and I actually, I hope he's super successful at it, obviously, because I want Michael Jordan to be in the sport for years, because the thing about Michael Jordan, if you follow sports, he is a transcendent superstar. 
What does that mean? He is popular for with people that might not be a huge sports fan. Like everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. So to have a guy who is truly the most competitive athlete you could argue in any sport, the greatest basketball player of all time, he already owns a team. He owns the Charlotte Bobcats. He is one of the first players to become a majority owner in the NBA. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Charlotte Bobcats? Wow, that dates me. The Charlotte Hornets. They bought them as the Bobcats and then rebranded them back as the Hornets. So he owns the Hornets in the NBA. And now he's going to be a NASCAR owner. I'm just excited. I'm so excited to see Michael Jordan enter in the sport because, again, I said transcendent. That means that he will bring people to the sport that might not otherwise be fans or know about NASCAR. And the fact that they're teaming up with Bubba Wallace, I think that's a great story. I think it was Jamie Little. And she had tweeted out, and I thought it was it was so spot on. The fact that one of the most successful drivers in NASCAR, you cannot argue right now, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, they're the top guys. If Danny Hamlin doesn't win a championship this year, he's probably going to win next year or the year after. He's just, he's really good. Whether whether you like it or not, the man can drive a car. And for him to put his name, his money behind another driver like Bubba Wallace, he must believe in Bubba Wallace's talent. This isn't just a PR thing. They believe that Bubba Wallace can drive a car. And I believe that Bubba Wallace can drive a car just because Denny Hamlin picked him to be the guy to match up with Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan above anything, he is probably one of the most competitive human beings on the face of the planet. So for Michael Jordan to get into something, he doesn't just want to be okay. (laughs) He wants to be the best and I'm super excited. And the name of the team is his airness racing, which I think is kind of cool. Is anybody driving a 23 right now? No, no. I have a feeling that you might have a number 23. This is a huge deal, and it it could have a very positive effect on the sport. Now, you're absolutely right about like what this can bring to the sport, because like you were talking about Joe Gibbs, you know, he probably brought over some football fans that had never really been into NASCAR because NASCAR is it's it's a really, really cool sport. And I think Michael Jordan is just the kind of athlete they can give it a whole different fan base and and bring people in the sport to see it like another before. I'm excited to see how his competitive his competitiveness is going to shine through NASCAR because I mean after watching the documentary, you saw how like if somebody told him I can play better than you or I can beat you, he's he like would really? shred them really? up really and he would take them down. So I'm curious to see, you know, how he's going to do that in NASCAR. Like if somebody says, oh, man, your race team isn't going anywhere. He, when he's vested in something, he's going he's gonna to be super competitive. And like you said, Karen, I, I'm, I'm super curious to see how this plays out for both Denny and for, for Michael. All right. We got two more stories we want to hit on before we end uh, today's episode. So Kevin Harvick won for the ninth time this year. And why is that significant? It's the most wins since Carl Edwards won nine in 2008. And the last driver to win 10 in one year was the greatest driver on earth, Jimmy Johnson in 2007. The way Kevin Harvick is going right now, I'd actually be shocked if he doesn't win at least 10 races, if not more. So he's having it's his career year. He's he, the, the previous high for him was eight. So he's already exceeded that. And we've got seven more races to go. So. 
I think he's definitely going to get to number 10. Um, so yeah. And also just a quick little note in doing research for this segment, I'm reminded at how dominant Jeff Gordon was in 96, 97 and 98. He won 10 races in 96 since 97, he won 10. And in 98, he won 13 races. Jeff Gordon won 33 races in three years. That is crazy. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame and one of the greatest drivers of all time. So now moving on to Vegas is round number 12. Yeah. So we have the 12 drivers that are going into the next round, which are Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kozolowski, Joe Logano, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, Eric Amarola, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, and Kurt Busch. And the four that were... Um, that didn't make the cut were the 41 of uh, Custer, 24 of William Byron, the 12 of Ryan Blaney, and the 21 of Matt DiBenedetto. Now, the only one for me that I did not think was going to be in those four was going to be Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. I really did think he was going to make it to the next round, but that was not the case. So what about you guys? What did you guys think with the guys who made it and the guys who got cut? Everyone. Uh, who got eliminated, I thought, I, I knew they were going to be out. I knew Blaney was going to be out. I knew uh, Bidzetta was not going to make it. And I, I definitely knew Custard was not going to make it at all. He, he, there was no way he was making it. There's no love out. loss between you and Custard. Yeah. And, however, I didn't actually think William Byron would get knocked out. When I saw him wreck, I was like, Especially what? the way he got into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, so... But you know what? Lesson learned. He's going to be a better driver for it, for the experience and and coming going into next year. Uh, I also agree. I think Ryan Blaney was my surprise uh, that he didn't make it into the next round. But again, it just goes to show you've got to be consistently good throughout the year. And if you run into a tough patch, it doesn't matter. Ryan Blaney could win the next seven races and not win a championship. So Right. And, yeah. and the thing is that Ryan Blaney just came into the playoffs like not doing well. Like he did terrible in every race. Uh, William Byron for him, unfortunately he got uh, knocked out. He got caught. Yeah. He got caught in a wreck and he got knocked out in last week's race. So, you know, that's just an unfortunate situation because there's a chance that had that not happened, he probably could have moved in to the next round, but see bass, any last comments? It is disappointing that Blaney got out this early, but hopefully the next round looks good and maybe all our drivers can get through. Though I, Kyle Busch doesn't, he seem doesn't hopeful. think he doesn't, oh, he doesn't seem hopeful. He's he like, himself knocked he knocked himself out he of the next himself, round. himself, <laughs> which is crazy. I don't know the reverse psychology. We'll see. I think he'll make it in the next round. All right. So on that note, Giovanni, why don't you take this out? Well, this week was fun. But that's going to wrap things up. Thank you so much for listening on in. Please leave a like, subscribe. And download our podcast episodes so you can listen to us wherever you want, whenever you want. Let's Racing Family, out! <laughs>